Good afternoon, Peter. Health and well-being. Gee, it rolls around quickly every Tuesday, does it not? Oh, mate, it comes around so fast, doesn't it? Look, this week, uh, it's not just you and I. You've got a special guest that we'll be uh, talking to on the phone in a little bit. Yeah, look, um, Lee's, Lee Holmes is a very good friend of mine. She's a nutritionist and author of the Supercharged book series. So um, today she's going to be joining us to talk about her latest book, but some really fantastic concepts around food and life and love. Um, yeah, and connection. So it's almost you know, an eat, pray, love kind of a program. <laughs> I was just today. thinking the same thing when I was saying it, Mark. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with the Peter Mullen Lee Holmes as well on Two and RFM's Health and Wellbeing. Yeah, today we're joined by a very good friend of mine, Lee Holmes. Now, Lee is a holistic nutritionist, yoga and meditation teacher, whole food chef, and author of the best-selling uh, Supercharged Food series. And um, Lee's written a, a really fantastic new book called supercharge your life it's sort of a, it's a to me it's a combination of a whole host of work Lee's done to date but I'm so excited to be talking with her today and just get a bit of um background about where she's come from and and what's what's so impressive and exciting about this new book that I'm just loving so good afternoon Lee hi how you doing yeah so lovely to hear your lovely voice <laughs> so good to talk to you too <laughs> Now, um, yeah, very exciting, this new book, Supercharge Your Life. So can you give us a bit of background? What, what prompted you to, to, you've already written quite a few books, um, Supercharge Your Gut, um, a whole host of books and, and programs that you're currently running on your website. But why did you, why did you write this latest book? Um, the latest book, Supercharge Your Life, it's actually my ninth cookbook, believe it or not. And wow. really, all, what I wanted to write about and what I love so much is, is obviously food, but really the kitchen being the heart of the home. And I've got in the book, there's lots of recipes and inspiration to help you consume and live with purpose. Because I feel like we've, for many of us, there's a lot of bad diets and restrictions within our diets. And, and this, this book is about moving away from those bad diets and restrictions. And using food as a tool of pleasure and fulfillment and really starting to really enjoy food again. I mean, when you look at it, um, scientists look at certain ingredients as a catalyst for health or harm and they tell you whether it's good for us or not good for us. And I think a lot of people are really honed in on those things and they've started to fear certain foods. And so yep. this is a really kind of broader um, book to sort of broaden your relationship with food and... Um, and just appreciate it and being able to lighten up and connect with food once again, which I think is really important. Well, look, I think um, uh, exactly what you're saying, look, really rings a, rings a chord with me because this day and age, and even as a naturopath, it's hard not to get caught up in, you know, the latest diet is the, the keto diet or the latest diet mm. is the paleo diet or the latest diet yeah. is, you know, and, and at the, the funny thing is with all of these new diets and fads and things that happen, there are so many rules and restrictions, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, food is food. We're, we're born on this planet, and this is something I got out of your book that really struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. We're, we're born on the planet. The planet is here to provide the food that we need. We can't survive without food. So mm-hmm. food food and our relationship food with food has to be first and foremost, not only for ourselves, but for the whole planet as well. So... I, I yeah. love that idea of coming back to food as something so much more than, you know, just convenience or just... Mm. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And, you know, food is amazing and also the planet is amazing because it enables us to eat 
if we eat seasonally, it provides us with the exact foods that we need at that time, like root veggies in the winter and beautiful spring peas and berries in the summer and things that cool us down. And if we were more in tune with food in the seasons, then we'd be able to, I think, really benefit from that. And also, um, along with that, help the planet as well and leave this planet in a better shape than when we kind of inherited it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, no, I love that, and I love that concept of because because with the way the supermarkets are set up, we don't eat seasonally. We don't. We aren't in tune with what's going on in nature, so mm. we sort of really yeah, lost can, that link. Yeah, we definitely can. We can go into the supermarket and buy something all year round, and so that's why we've kind of lost the art of eating seasonally. And um, and it is confusing for people. And also, I think you know, with more um, women being in the workforce, we're kind of outsourcing a lot of our food prep and a lot of our food as well, like. Um, it's so much more now and we've kind of lost sense of what it's like to be back in the kitchen and enjoy. And my recipes in the book are really simple. Anyone could make them. They're not really complicated. They're ingredients that you can buy from your local supermarket. So, yeah, I'm just trying to encourage people to really um, have more thoughtful eating practices, come together, have common sense around eating and enjoy simplicity and celebrate food. Sounds beautiful. 2NURFM 103.7 Health and Wellbeing. Peter Mullen, his guest over the phone is Lee Holmes. And uh, this is pretty exciting, Peter, because we're going to start delving into all the flavours and how we can make all that happen. Yeah, and um, so, Lee, the book is divided into three sections, Eat, Love and Connect. Can you tell us a bit about um, each one? Yeah, so the Eat section is where um, I talk about how to understand flavor profiles and pairings, so how to put food together, beautiful combinations, things like, I don't know if you've ever had a bowl of berries with apple cider vinegar on top. Really super yummy. Okay, not once. Yeah, super delicious. Um, Chili chocolate, all those different flavors and how we can pull them together to make something amazing the chili it's, chocolate's um, nice that is a nice chili combo. chocolate oh, is really nice it's yum. great um yeah and also um i talk about how to build a spice rack how to really stock your pantry for um to help you economically as well um how to stock the fridge and freezer slowly and systematically um and also i talk about um veg in this section as well and you know all the experts tell us that we need to eat more veggies but i think that's the one place where we kind of fall down when it comes to cooking them so there's a whole section on the lost art of cooking vegetables um and there's a great recipe in the book actually which is my broccoli and cauliflower steaks which i cut in the shape of steaks just down the middle and then i do a beautiful marinade with some garam masala some turmeric some lemon some garlic and olive oil and put them in the oven, and then I serve it with a coconut yogurt and some pomegranate. It's absolutely beautiful. So yeah, that's, that sounds um, that sounds fantastic. So it's just a. <laughs> It's interesting, though, Lee, we, we, all the things you're talking about in some of these recipes, they're all basic things that most of us have got, some of which hanging around the house. But why do we seem to not connect with the idea that we can put them all together and make something fabulous? What's lost? What have we lost? I think that sometimes um, it gets really complicated and people think it's really difficult and they don't have time to get into the kitchen and experiment a little bit. So it's really just about feeling that even if you do make a mistake, it's totally fine. And really everything that you do have in your spice rack, you can put a few different spices together, things like coriander, cumin, turmeric together and make something really special. It's just like messing around, doing a few different flavors together, using a bit of lemon, using maybe a bit of um, wheat-free tamari or some apple cider vinegar to really bring out things. 
salt actually brings out sweetness as well. Just So just knowing a few little tricks and tips which I cover in the book on how to simply make beautiful dishes. And when I started to really cook simply and bring it all, I always think less is more. I just added um, simple herbs and spices to things and it really made the biggest difference. Sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. I love the idea of the um, broccoli steaks. Like I wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have thought to put like to roast broccoli even in the oven. You sort of think of it as more like a, a steamed vegetable rather than a roasted vegetable. So Yeah, it's really nice as a steak. And then the other section of the book is the love section, and that's where I talk about sharing love through nourishing and delicious food and creating rest. Uh, memories with your family and really bringing food back to the heart of things and how to sort of turn those base ingredients into something to really um, savour and shift the, our perspectives of, um, you know, cooking being a chore or an inconvenience and just giving people easy ways to eat healthy and really enjoy food. And then the connect section is really talking about how what is our food culture and the way that what is our relationship with food? Did we grow up in a household where um, maybe parents thought that cooking was a chore as well, so then we don't really cook ourselves? And um, identifying whether you're eating from a place of freedom or fear. So that I cover that in this, in this section as well. And sort of waving goodbye to a rule-based approach to food and coming back to sort of good old-fashioned common-sense eating. Yeah, I think that I love the sound of that, and it's more a more a. I read an article recently that was talking about fast food compared to slow food. Mm. You know, that, that it, we might not have every meal that we're all going to sit down as a family and have a meal together, but with busy lives these days. But even just allocating, you know, Friday night as family dinner night, or Monday night as yeah. family dinner night, or. The old, um, did you ever do that, Mark, the Sunday roast? Oh, absolutely. And the other thing, too, I thought was interesting that that Lee, you brought out was the the psychology of it all. Like if if the household is generally, oh, we've got to organise dinner again as if it's it's a horrible thing that you have to do, Uh, if you can somehow flip that around and become something that you enjoy, you're going to put more into it and you're going to have better meals or better tasting meals and therefore it's a continual cycle of improvement. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the other thing, the other thing, uh, one of my clients mentioned this last week actually was that her and in her family they're making a because you know like um, all the all these there's all these recipes and all these cookbooks coming out, but it's making the time or having the time to start to implement these new recipes. So mm. what, what one of my young mums and she's only a young mum decided she's going to do Wednesday nights the best night for her. To actually mm-hmm. experiment and try a new recipe every week. I love that idea. That's Isn't fantastic. that great? So, because most of us have, you know, we rotate our meals. We have, you know, two to three mm. breakfasts, three to four lunches, seven to ten main meals that we rotate. So, mm-hmm. having that confidence and making it a bit fun to try a new recipe every week yeah. I think it starts to starts to build back into that. So that's the eat. That's the love. What about the connect? Where does that fit in? Yeah, so the connect is really coming back to connect um, with food without fear and transforming your thinking. So instead of looking at a food saying, if you're looking at a piece of cheese going, I can't eat that because I might develop an autoimmune disease, <laughs> that's probably not a great relationship I'll help you with out food. with the cheese. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no um, you know, and, and with all these fad diets, it's like, you know, you never know what's, what's good and what's bad because one minute carbs are good and then they're bad and eggs are good and then they're bad. So really it's just about simplifying things a bit of everything, balance and moderation and common sense.
Yeah, common sense definitely is is a little bit of a lost lost art form these days. <laughs> that can be a book, that can be Lee's tenth <laughs> book. Could be the tenth book. <laughs> the common sense. We'll come back in a little while and continue with Lee Holmes uh, talking uh, uh, all of the the great things in that book. There, eat, love, and connect. And so yeah, so we're talking with Lee Holmes, author of um, fantastic new book called Supercharge Your Life. And Lee, um, the final part today, we were going to going to talk about your seven keystones of life. Hmm. Yeah, they're interesting. When I started to think about what I wanted to write in this um, latest book, I wanted to find out, you know, I was thinking about the meaningful things and the sort of tackling the existential question of, you know, why are we here? <laughs> um, I think really when I when I started to really philosophize um, about it, it's really to, you know, honor our minds and bodies and nurturing our friends and our families and also to take care of the community around us. And so I tried to think of areas where we could do that. And for me, I found that food really wasn't the center of everything. So I created these seven keystones to life to see how food impacts us and how we can use it as a tool to really supercharge our lives and make our lives fuller and richer and more pleasurable. And um, so I sort of what I've woven these seven keystones throughout um, throughout the book, and it's really all just about living a whole life. But the first one is how food connects with home and family and how we can feed our own families. And we can decide, we can be the steward of our own families, you know, meals. We can We can decide whichever way we like not even depending on our food culture, but we can change and we can decide to feed our family any way we want to, you know, and how we feed our friends and community and our, you know, our career and our passion, how food really impacts that as well. And also our finances. When you think about food and the money that you spend on food, every single dollar has a backstory and we can either plunge our farmers into more debt or we can spend it locally or spend it with, you know, more uh, shops that are um, more sort of, purposeful shopping and really make a difference to the community and also to the planet and the world around us. Um, so um, that's one of the key things as well. And obviously health and longevity is another one and spirituality. And then, yeah, food and love just being at the center of everything and um, how we can use it as a force for sort of joy and connection with our friends and family and, and in every other aspect of our life as well. Look, I, I love, I love that. I love that. Um, Food can become a, a vehicle for mindfulness or, or increasing our awareness about, you know, all of these areas in our life, like how we're mm. caring for the planet, where we're spending our money. Mm. I, I love that, Lee. I think that's, um, you know, added a whole new element to it's really bringing back the passion around how important eating well is, but that it really mm. impacts on every area of our life. So I think that's, I think mm. that's fabulous. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, the 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 one of the things you were saying there was turning the table on forbidden fruits. Mm, I know. I talk about in the book turning the table on forbidden fruits and sweet potato prohibitions, and just allowing ourselves to embrace food all over again. I mean, some of these fad diets, like the keto and the paleo plan, they don't even allow things like sweet potato, which is really good for you and actually really good for your gut. It's full of prebiotic fibers, and so. I think too much restriction can sometimes be de- detrimental. I'm not saying those diets are a bad thing, but I, we, we don't really know the long-term ramifications of restricting certain food groups, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, look, I just think um, that's all sounding very, very 
wonderful, Lee, and just to, for people to <laughs> potential for people to really reconnect, not just with um, healthy eating, but all those keystones, home and family, friends and community. I think um, mm. some really good tips there for, you know, not just around food, but how, how to have a really healthy and fulfilling life as well. Lots of great stuff there, everything from food to finances and, like you said, uh, Peter, uh, the home and family and not restricting foods. I love the sound of that. I know I there's a bit too. more to it than that, but it's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. And a big, again, a big thank you to Lee Holmes uh, for joining us. And what would we say, Peter? Her 10th publication has to be uh, Common Sense, yeah? Common Sense for Men. <laughs> All right. <laughs> It'll be a short book. It'll be a short book. Maybe a long book. Peter Butler, thanks as always. A great health and well-being. And very special thank you to um, my good friend Lee Holmes as well, who we'll be talking to very soon. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.